सेव किया था ना मैं सिर्फ इसलिए गया था क्योंकि उसने मुझे कॉल किया दैट्स इट बट लिसन तो सेव इट फॉर समवन एल्स जिंदगी में सेव करना जरूरी है मगर जब बात पैसों की हो सिर्फ सेविंग से काम नहीं चलेगा इक्विटी म्यूचुअल फंड्स में इन्वेस्ट कीजिए और अपने सेविंग्स को आगे बढ़ने का मौका दीजिए म्यूचुअल फंड इन्वेस्टमेंट्स आर सब्जेक्ट टू मार्केट रिस्क्स। रीड ऑल स्कीम रिलेटेड डॉक्यूमेंट्स केयरफुली Hello and welcome to Global Print. In this new year, dear viewer, we all make several resolutions, and I hope one of yours is going to be to watch Global Print every week, to read my column on the Print's website, and to watch this video. And mine, of course, is going to be that I will bring to you every week the news that the world is making. And this week we have the Pravasi Bharatiya. convention that has just concluded in indore it was a 17th version it started in 2003 and now this is the 17th time that this pravasi bharti divas is taking place but before all that dear viewer i'd like to make an appeal to you please do subscribe pay just a little bit it's very little money rupees 159 only become a member become a subscriber of the print it's growing very rapidly you have lots and lots of videos and uh, lots of offerings both to you both on the prince website as well as on video so do become a subscriber pay that little bit amount of money and you will have privileges as a subscriber that others don't have now this week's column on the prince website and now this video is about the pravasi bharatiya divas that was just concluded so let me start this with a very simple photograph you had the um you had the photograph of the divas with prime minister narendra modi in the middle of course on the one side there was president irfan ali of guyana and uh, on the other side on, on the pm's other side there was uh, the president of suriname and his name is chandrika prasad santokhi now here is a muslim irfan ali and the other side president uh, chandrika prasad santokhi chan santokhi he calls himself by the way he speaks a very good dutch but that's another story and i will come to it so here you have a hindu leader on one side and a muslim leader on the other now what better way to welcome the indian diaspora back at home and these two leaders have reached the pinnacle of their careers in their homes in south america suriname and guyana a guyana which was uh, once upon a time a british colony called british guyana and suriname earlier a british colony then later became a dutch colony and now uh, is an independent country these two tiny little countries headed by two men of indian origin and that's the fascinating part about this whole story is that 150 years ago you had hundreds and thousands of indians mostly from the indo-gangetic plain that is at the time there was of course no bihar or uttar pradesh or or anything else but from these parts and they were called girmitias and the word girmitia comes from the word agreement so they were indentured labor who uh, were contracted or signed an agreement with the representatives of the british raj of the british empire and these people men women with their families some who abandoned their families some who took their families with them uh, came down the ganga in boats Uh, reached kolkata and from there set off on the high seas to these countries across the seven seas nobody had ever ventured across uh, to these nations so you had countries like suriname guyana the west indies vs nepal the very very famous writer nobel laureate 
is um, V.S. Naipaul, of course, he's no more, uh, but his ancestors were Girmitiyas and he writes about all these, as does Amitav Ghosh, again, a very well-known Indian writer. So here you have Irfan Ali of Guyana and Jan Santoki, Chandrika Prasad Santoki of Suriname, whose ancestors, Girmitiyas, went to these countries to work on the plantations on sugar, mostly sugarcane plantations that the British had, they were cultivating. And 150 years later, you have these men who still remain Hindu and Muslim respectively. respectively. So Chan Santoki, in fact, when he became president or took his oath, his vows of secrecy uh, in 2020, when he became president, uh, alongside the oath, he uh, recited some Sanskrit shlokas and mantras. So Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, is not the only one, dear viewer. Of course, Rishi Sunak becomes Prime Minister only last year. And perhaps he took a leaf out of President uh, Chan Santoki's book. And then there was Irfan Ali of Guyana. And if you look at his Facebook page, um, it's very interesting because you have names like Barbara Parsod Tiwari, Poonam Ramnareen, Rudolf Balkaran. Now, clearly, Parsot Tiwari is a corruption of the word of the name Prashad Tiwari. Tiwari remains the same. Poonam Ramnareen, clearly a variation of the word Ramnarayan, and you have Rudolf Balkaran. So these are some of his uh, fans or some of his admirers who were very complimentary about the fact that here, as the president of their country of Guyana, he had come to India and he had uh, represented his country, made them feel proud, and was uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with Prime Minister Narendra Modi. In fact, when he spoke at the uh, Pravasi Bharti Devas, President Irfan Ali talked about, he, he thanked India for sending 80,000 COVID vaccines to Guyana during the pandemic a year and a half ago. And you remember how when India was reeling under the pandemic, under the um, vaccine Maitri program, thousands and thousands of vaccines were sent to countries abroad. Uh, they did come to a halt in the middle when India went through its very, very bad second phase. But when the vaccines did go out, Guyana was one of those recipients. So here was Irfan Ali, who was being very complimentary about India, uh, President uh, Chan Santoki also. And let me then draw you to some other compliments that uh, that think tanks and other people have been making about India. And remember that 2022, a whole, the whole of last year has been a very difficult year because of the war in Ukraine, uh, because of the war. And, and as you know, that we have been talking about this very often, the price of oil has gone through the roof, but the Modi government played it very intelligently. It leveraged its friendship with with Russia, with uh, President Vladimir Putin, and India continued to buy hugely discounted oil, and which made for a great deal of political and social stability. Now, you know that India was hugely criticized, especially in Western countries like the US and UK, for buying cheap Russian oil. But, and, but at the end of the day, whatever he does must be to the benefit of his own people. But here are some other, um, some other compliments that India has got um, over the last few weeks and months. The Economist, uh, not one for praising the Prime Minister, um, said uh, back in November that 2023 would tip India to becoming the world's fastest growing economy with growth rates touching 7%. And one of the reasons, of course, is this 
cheap Russian oil that India has leveraged, while Europe, which has gone through a dismal period, in fact, people are now um, uh, shutting down their heat and Europe, as you can imagine, gets really, really cold. But if, they, if you don't have the oil, hey, what can you do about that? You have to, you have to conserve it. Then there is the IMF chief economist, Pierre-Olivier Gurinchas, who described India as a bright light in a gray world. And a British think tank, Center for Economics and Business Research, which said that India will, will become the world's third largest economy in 2036. Now, of course, there are caveats to all these uh, pronouncements, which is that, and all these, whether it's The Economist or the Center for Economics and Business Research, talk about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's majoritarian um, ideology or his politics. And with that, uh, they mean that that uh, Prime Minister Modi is projecting Hindutva and measuring his governance uh, in that paradigm. But something is also clearly changing. So if you noticed a couple of days ago when the um, the riots in Brasilia, and this happened a few days ago when the former president, Jair Bolsonaro, lost the elections to President Lula, and there were hundreds and thousands of supporters of Bolsonaro that uh, sort of invaded state-run institutions, official buildings, shall we say. And what was quite interesting was that Prime Minister Modi tweeted about it. And let me uh, quote to you what he said. So here is what Prime Minister Modi said. He said he was deeply concerned about the news of rioting and vandalism and that democratic traditions must be respected by everyone. Now, the reason why this is so interesting and why this is so um, different from what has happened in the past is because India is very, very uh, careful, very cautious and studiously refrains from commenting about the internal affairs of another country. In fact, if you ask India's spokespersons about um, what's happening in, in any other country, they always say that we are not going to do that, except Pakistan, of course, but that's a different matter. But here was Prime Minister Modi talking about the situation in Brasilia, the capital of Brazil, uh, reprimanding the the former president, if you like, President Bolsonaro, who he has uh, definitely met a few times, saying that this is not on. When, it, when, when you lose an election, democracy demands that you hand over the baton peacefully. Uh, now, the only other time that Prime Minister Modi has tweeted about the internal affairs of another country was when Donald Trump lost the election uh, three years ago. And again, on the 6th of January, three years ago, 2020, if you remember, dear viewer, there were hundreds of supporters of Trump who, uh, of Trump who invaded the Congress, uh, which is the, the parliament building in Washington, D.C., and uh, basically broke a lot of furniture were, uh, you know, and were trying to harm the legislators. In fact, people locked themselves in. Now it's been called all kinds of names, an insurrection, uh, a revolution, of course, a right-wing revolution. And they have been, and Donald Trump has been hugely censured. And at the time as well, Prime Minister Modi had basically made the same remarks. So why would you wonder, is the Prime Minister doing this? And my argument is that the prime minister wants to shed his image of a strong man, uh, of, of a bully, in, in fact, that the Western press has painted around him. In fact, he has been clubbed along with Donald Trump, Jair Bolsonaro, and, um, and the Turkish leaders. 
Xi Jinping again of China. But here is Prime Minister Modi saying very clearly that when you lose an election, you've lost and you have to hand over uh, the char- your charge peacefully. Simil- similar messages to Trump and to Bolsonaro. So basically what Modi is trying to do is that he's saying that, listen, I am different. I'm a peaceful Democrat and there's no question democracy runs in my blood. So this message that he's trying to send the world and there's no question that at the Pravasi Bhartiya Divas, you have a Muslim leader, Irfan Ali of Guyana on, on the one side and Jan Santoki, a Hindu leader, the president of Suriname on the other. So the prime minister making the point that not, is he, not only is he the prime minister of all Indians, but also that India will do everything in its power to remain connected with the Indian diaspora abroad. Now, the image of the Indian diaspora, of course, is also very different here. You have, I described to you in de- detail about the Girmitiyas, uh, indentured labor who went 150 years ago across the high seas. Much more recently, about 50 odd years ago, Indians started emigrating primarily to Western nations, especially the UK and the US. And I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on the India-US um, community or the Indian-American community, which is a, a role model for any immigrant community anywhere in the world. Their good behavior, their model conduct, their um, their ability to work really hard to keep their head down, to stay out of the limelight, and all because they wanted to belong, to do well, and to uh, to achieve excellence in their new and adopted home. And that has been a remarkable story, very often um, not really understood here at home in India. Uh, in fact, somebody said to me, um, uh, an, an Indian-American woman who is doing very well in the U.S. government said to me that we worked twice as hard at the time in the 60s and the 70s. We worked twice as hard to get half as far as the average American. So this Indian-American com- community, a second type of Pravasi, a second type of expatriate Indian. Of course, you have a third type, which is the uh, poor Indians, the relatively poor Indians from across the country who have built the shiny cities of the Gulf nations, whether it's the, the Emirates or Saudi Arabia or Qatar or any one of these countries. They, they Technically, they are not Pravasis because they remain Indian citizens. But what is absolutely marvelous about them is that these are relatively much poorer Indians, but they have performed enormous sacrifice for their uh, for their families back home by living in these very difficult conditions in these countries in the Gulf and elsewhere. But India is on uh, is poised to become the single largest country on the back of remittances that these people send back home. A hundred billion dollars uh, India is likely to earn in the coming in this year in 2023. So these different kinds of pravasis that India is celebrating during the Pravasi Bharati Divas. Uh, which Prime Minister Modi, and remember Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee in 2003 when he started this, and that has been continued uh, these past uh, 20 years by the Congress government, by Prime Minister Manmohan Singh, and now by Prime Minister Narendra Modi. And all those who say, and let me finish here, dear viewer, all those who say that Indians abroad cannot and must not uh, have any allegiance to the mother country, I think that person is living in a fool's paradise. Because there is a yearning, an emotional affiliation, 
that connects us with uh, Indians abroad. It doesn't matter whether they left 150 years ago or 50 years ago or even much more recently. And this is what the Pravasi Bharatiya Divas celebrates. This connection, this emotional con connect, which may give rise to a business and economic relationship as well. And what's the harm in that? The fact is that all Indians must come together, share and celebrate that this heritage we have, whether it's Hindu or Muslim or any other country, that's the strength of India, the fact that we are all secular. And that's the strength of these traditions that India has exported across the world. So thank you so much for watching, dear viewer. I look forward to your comments on this video. And once again, let me wish you all a very happy new year.